Evolution.org, episode 544. Exciting podcast coming your way. Today we're going to talk about do you need to try other steroids? So it's a really, really fun podcast we're going to do. So this was actually a, a topic was brought up on the forum by a, a new person. And they had done a couple cycles and they had done, I believe it was testosterone and decadurabolin. Um, and they had really good results on both of those cycles. And they were curious about other uh, steroids out there and if they should start experimenting with other steroids or should if they should just stick to using DECA and testosterone as a stack. So this is a really good one. A lot of the vets had really strong opinions on this both ways. Mobster and I have uh, mostly differing opinions on this one. So this is going to be a really fun uh, podcast where we kind of debate it. We're going to go back and forth on this one. So bring in Mobster. Mobster, when you first saw this thread... Uh, what do you think about it? I was kind of amused because, uh, as you know, Steve, from the thread, I'm very much a case of uh, if if something works, why do you need to change it? That applies to pretty much anything in life, Steve. I mean, it, we're not talking about trying out different beers here. We're talking about getting kind of drunk, to use that analogy, and anything will do. So, you know, if a guy wants to bulk and he takes a steroid cycle and he bulks, does he need to try other drugs? other steroids, other anabolics, in order to bulk in a different way. It doesn't work like that, you know what I mean? And it'd be the same thing. If I took, for example, which you know that I'm a big fan of, Anavar, and I know that Anavar adds a certain percentage to my totals, my, my, my one rep maxes or whatever else, when I'm doing strength competitions or I've got a particular target, there's no need in my mind to try another anabolic. That's not to say that another anabolic might work fantastically well for someone else. But do we need to try different things? No. It's a bit like finding a pen that works. If it works, then you can write, then use it. I'll give you an example, Steve, and we can go back and forth on this, as you say. Uh, occasionally, we'll see someone that's been a user of anabolics way back in the day. They haven't used for five years. They haven't used for 10 years. And they'll come on. And obviously, you and I know that sometimes the science develops, sometimes the theoretical stuff develops a little bit. There might be changes in the PCT, for example. But as often as not, this is what I will re reply. If the last cycle you used 10 years ago was really successful, if it put on 10 pounds of muscle, if you added 15 pounds to your bench press, and it's been 10 years, it's just about as long as it's possible to be off, have everything clear out of your system, it'd be like going back on steroids, almost like going back on steroids for the very, very first time. You have absolutely no need to try a new way of doing things because what you did before worked and was so successful and after 10 years it's going to be successful again so there's just an example what do you think so i you know i kind of i i kind of did this um when i first started using steroids some of my bread and butter uh first couple cycles involved dianabol testosterone and i found that it was really you know, I got really good for bulking, but then my goals started to change. You know, then I started wanting to cut. I started wanting to get more hard. I started wanting to do, try other steroids. So that's why I think it's important <clears throat> to experiment with other anabolic steroids. Otherwise, how are you going to know how you react to them? So, you know, even if you just want to bulk, you're like, you know what? I just want to keep bulking. I just want to keep getting stronger. There's still other steroids out there that are great for bulking and great for strength. Look at Trenbolone, for example. Trembolone is a great steroid for strength. Um, of all the steroids out there, I mean, the powerlifting competitions that are not natural, the guys are 
going to be using trend. I mean, it's really difficult to compete against people who aren't using Trendalone if you're not using Trendalone. It's like an unfair advantage. It's it goes beyond uh, any type of you know any, any type of uh, performance enhancer because it's such a tremendous steroid. So I would tell people just make sure that you consider just consider using other steroids out there and um and maybe you know consider experimenting if you keep doing the same steroids over and over it's kind of like just starting just eating drink you know eating vanilla ice cream forever how are you going to know <laughs> if you like other flavors so go ahead mobster yep yeah so here's where i would agree with steve 100 if your goals have changed then your 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 needs have changed. Your your desires have changed, and specifically, obviously, what gets you. For example, Steve, what we just said, we use the bulking as an analogy. If I suddenly say I want to cut, I want to get lean, I want to get ripped, I want to get absolutely crazy vascular, then I'm not going to use the same drugs as before, and that's a given. It's the it's a it's a scenario for me where, as per the original thread, the person wants the same. Second time around, third time around. And, of course, guys bulk and cut, bulk and cut all the time. So I'll give you another analogy here, Steve. Um, with regards to trainers, trainers are a great example. And I've, I I agree, when it comes to competing, especially, or even top end of, of strength, never mind bodybuilding, train is just one of those drugs you almost must try if you really want to be successful. Uh, and that doesn't mean every single top pro is using it. But we have, and this is what I was going to say, Steve, the access to everyone else's experience. So as a great example, and this applies probably to all kind of anabolic arguments and all kind of anabolic podcasts, what you'll sometimes have when a person's asking this question is everybody else's experience. And so there's a great uh, piece of thought process there which goes, what works for the great and vast majority, what experiences are shared by other members, and that's why we do this podcast because we're sharing our experiences, is probably probably going to apply to you now not always and i'll give you a great example here steve i said many times on the forum that my buddies absolutely loved testosterone in amphate as a base for their cycle and i tried it and didn't get on with it so there's a great reason for trying a steroid that everybody else thought was absolutely marvelous and yet nothing i i never felt anything in terms of uh you know, how you're supposed to feel on steroids. I didn't feel like it was a cycle that worked for me and so on and so forth. So in terms of strength enhancement for me, it did little to nothing. And there's a one example where I've tried, or other people have tried, and not got on with it. Whereas, uh, uh, for example, dosing. We always talk about dosing when it comes to steroids. And we could talk about the difference between, say, Steve and I are doing 500 milligrams a week of a steroid and 1,000 milligrams a week of steroid, the, the results, our experience, should differ. Let me give you another one here, Steve. So what I sometimes see, and this is where I think the, the idea of trying other steroids can go wrong, is you will have people coming on and they're doing something different every single time. And like Steve's analogy of the ice cream right now, it's like they've gone in and they are trying all 57 flavours all 100 flavors, one after another, and expecting either the same result or 100 different results. It makes no sense on that basis. So I like to have some semblance. Now, it's difficult with bro science, and it's especially difficult with steroids, Steve. 
to see some semblance of a thought process or, or a kind of little bit of logic when it comes to taking a cycle. You and I could go on other forums, never mind the forums that we are on, and we could see stuff but we know is kind of made up. We've seen steroid cycles where people say, this is what Mr. O took, and you go, right, unless Mr. O said he took it, unless you've seen it written down in his diary, you've got no idea. You're second-guessing. Now, you can have a, a, an educated guess, but really, sometimes it's a 15-year-old sitting in his mum's basement, and they're just making up numbers. And sometimes what I will occasionally see, and, and even when people have actually come on and asked us for advice from ourselves, the moderators and the members, we'll see what kind of looks weird. We'll see a bulking steroid with a dry steroid, with a wet steroid, and the doses are all over the place. We get guys coming on just for Psalms, Steve, and making up numbers for GW, for example, Carterine. And you go, why, why are you using that number? So, again, it's one of those things when it comes to some, some steroid cycles, and sometimes you'll see a member asking this on the forums, where it's like they've kind of, this is what I've got randomly in the drawer at home, or my buddy down the gym told me to take this. And it seems like it's sort of a made-up, skewed, all-over-the-place kind of, theory behind what they're doing and where for example we know that certain steroids are great for getting lean certain steroids are great for bulking certain steroids uh, are what we call wet and others are dry and you'll see a cycle where it's made up of kind of like four different things that the ratios that we can't quite understand and sometimes the milligrams amount i mean a great example up with the carterine that i just mentioned steve 20 millions of gram, grams a day works for pretty much 99.9 percent .9 of people uh, and as you said, it's actually more than it would ever be used for medically. A another great example is I would say that 90%, 95% of the listeners and members on the forum won't need more than 50 milligrams a day, for example, of Anavar. And yet we will see 200 milligrams of this and 25 milligrams of that. So, guys, this is what we're sometimes saying with this stuff. It isn't necessarily that you shouldn't, but it is a case of have some sort of idea, and we can help you with this, of course, of why you're doing what you're doing. Don't make that every cycle has to be completely different from the last cycle. If the cycle before worked and your and your targets are the same, that's that's another one. And one more aspect, Steve, just because I'm going to give you two things to think about. We do know sometimes when it comes to taking other steroids, sometimes it's not even that you need to take another steroid. Sometimes you just need to use another brand, and specifically because the difference between the two brands is the carrier oil or the carrier alcohol so for example you can get on fantastically with, with one company's decker but you won't get on with another company's decker and that obviously is variation in quality and milligrams amounts per, per mil or even as i say the carrier fluid that the the, the product in what do you think steve one of the other things too you got to remember because you brought that up is different brands and different sources so that's another thing too and not just changing steroids, but also changing brands, changing sources, changing carrier oils. A lot of people will come on the forum and be like, oh, my God, I have post-injection pain, and they just accept it. And they run two, three cycles of the same brand, and they get post-injection pain, and they feel horrible. I mean, they can't even sit, on, sit in a chair. They can't even sleep at night because of the post-injection pain. It feels like they got hit by a baseball bat. So it's like, why don't you try another source or another brand and see if you react better to it? And a lot of times they will because different sources use different carrier oils. Let's say you're allergic to carrier oil A. 
but then carrier oil B, you're not allergic to. So if you inject that carrier oil and then the other one you inject, you'll know, wow, this other carrier oil I'm not injected to. And obviously, in, over time, allergies can change. You may be allergic to a carrier oil, and five years later, you won't be allergic or you will, vice versa. So it's still important to try new brands. The you know, sources, you know, a lot of times they'll cycle brands in, they'll cycle brands out based on uh, what the customers like and what the customers don't like. So I'll give you an example, Sustanon. The first injectable steroid I used was Sustanon, and it hurt like hell mm. because my source at the time only had Sustanon in stock. So that was the only testosterone I get my hands on. So I tried it. It hurt like hell. So then I started researching online. I was like, you know what? I should try testosterone sepinate next cycle or testosterone inundate next cycle and see how that how that works for me. So I did. And testosterone sipinate, testosterone anthate were smooth. They didn't bother me. So then I knew, you know what? I should probably avoid sustenon going forward. You know, so this is why I think it's important to try different brands, try different sources, try different steroids, try different testosterone types, try a blend, try where it's not a blend, because this way you can kind of see what you like and what you don't like. In my situation using sustenon, my first injection was into my shoulder. And it took about five days for that post-injection pain to go away. And I'm a side sleeper. So can you imagine for five nights, had a really hard time sleeping. It was not fun. Go ahead, Monster. Yep. Yeah, something else that occurs to me, Steve, especially when it comes to changing brands, is, uh, and it's especially applied back in the day. And it's another reason, guys, why we recommend using approved sources. So here's how it used to be, and especially if you're that member that I mentioned earlier on who's been off 10 years, how it probably was 10 years ago, Steve. I, I've known, as I'm sure you have, of companies, underground labs, that have produced absolutely amazing products, but only at the very beginning. And what do I mean by that, guys? Sometimes even overdosed. I don't use Trent as an example, just as a random steroid without picking out a thin air. So you'll get, let's say, something that's 250 milligrams of milk. And in fact, they're putting 260, 275, 280 in there. So the first cycle you do with this first batch that's just come out from this newly started UGL is even slightly overdosed, like I say, and you have amazing results. And I mean amazing results. What happens, as Steve knows, especially used to happen back in the day, Steve, would be that the quality at the beginning was great. And other companies have even done this with supplements. It kind of hooks you in. You go, oh, this lab's amazing. My results were great. Uh, I had no post-injection pain. It was fantastic. And then they get greedy and they start cutting. So now it's exactly what it says on the label. The next batch they produce, maybe they produce 2,000 vials. The next batch is slightly under. Or, 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 or as you say, Steve, they change the oil to a cheaper oil, one that more people are going to have a problem with. The sterility can be a bit moody. You go from absolutely amazing and the person that was producing it in this UGO made everything as absolutely sterile as possible. But over time, they start to cut. So it's less and less effective uh, ingredient in the vial. The quality drops, the cleanliness drops, the post-injection pain increases and so on and so forth. So that's a great example then where I don't know people to do it for, the, for that exact same reason. Sometimes they change brands or labs or whatever, sources, 
simply because for that reason, and that would be their experience. Now, this is, again, guys, and I don't want to bang this drum too loudly, but it is, we do do this for a reason. It's precisely why we recommend approved sources. And again, what you'll get from that is members, not just us mother Reuters, but members, people with no axe to grind whatsoever saying, I've tried product X from an approved source, and these are the results. And they will literally post up the photograph. So you see that. But as I say, quality can change. People still ask um, about products that used to come out of Thailand. I'm thinking of one or two of the Dragon. The, there are many, many companies that still use that particular name, as you know, Steve. But the, the people that own the original company have gone. Other people have come in. They bought the company. Products have changed over the years and so on and so forth. So you go, my, the reputation back in the day would have been absolutely amazing. But I recommend that the reputation now may well differ. And that's, I'm just grabbing a name out of thin air when I use that example. So this is the reason why some people were changing brands and why some people were changing labs or sources or, or, or even, you know, as I say, Steve, it's a reason for, well, I know that product X was great a little while ago, but I need to try something else purely and simply because I think this new product, a new steroid that I haven't used before, might give me the exact same results as the last one did, but only because the quality might have changed, only because the dosing might have changed. And a, great, and a good example, and this is what we all, we all highly recommend when we talk about approved sources, Steve, is looking for certificates of analysis, looking to see that they are testing their product. So if they're not, if they're, uh, sometimes an approved source is not always creating the actual product in-house. They are bringing in brands from outside. So they test product that coming from elsewhere. And that's the kind of thing that you want to see. So that is another reason why sometimes people will change. I'm a great fan, as I say, if I've used an approved source and I use a particular brand from that approved source, and Steve mentioned it earlier on, Debolt, then it's one of those, and we've talked about it some other podcast. it's cheap enough to buy as a raw, as a powder. It's not really worth messing around with. There's nothing else you can really swap it out for. So I would say, you know, 99 times out of 100, Steve, whatever source, but especially an approved source, D-Bowl should be what it says. It might vary ever so slightly in terms of the dosage per milligram, the, the, the per pill, but it shouldn't really be messed around with. Now, you can't always say that. And again, it's one of those reasons why you understand what people do with the more expensive. And I use, for example, in that the Primo Bolin would be a great example of where I would want my source, Primo, to be on point. So I think we've discussed this in another podcast is sometimes the reason for variation and therefore the reason why there might be a different response might be because the Primo was great to begin with, but now it isn't. So we see that. And it's a reason why we highly, highly recommend using approved sources. And specifically, you, you can come on the forum and say, I'm thinking of running, like Mobster says, the same cycle as I did before, but I'm trying it from a different source. Is Have any of you guys tried it? How did you get on? And especially when you're asking that question, try to be the best example should come from someone using the same source at the same dosage, the same frequency of pinning or, or you know, taking an oral daily or whatever to get the best answer. Because quite often, again, if the person that you're asking a question of wants a different result, took it for a different reason, used a different amount, then I want the information to be as relevant to what I'm asking. So that's sometimes it's how the question's asked and the thought process behind what you want from your cycle versus what I want from my cycle, even if we're taking the same product from the same laboratory. What do you think, Steve? 
Yeah, and you bring up a good point about orals. You see people all the time, they'll just run orals. Every cycle, they'll just run orals. Other people, they'll just run injectables. You know, mix them up a little bit. See, see what they can do together. Some of my best cycles ever have been injectable and oral together. You can use the oral. You can be more flexible with the oral. You can use the oral at the beginning of the cycle. You can use the oral in the middle of the cycle. You can use go four or five weeks toward the end of the cycle. Finish things off. You know, be a little flexible with that. Have a little fun. Why does everything have to be like structured so much? You know, life is about being flexible and steroid use is the same thing. So don't be scared to just, if, you've, if you're a person, you've only been running orals for the past couple of years, try an injectable cycle. If you've been one of those people who are like, oh, I don't believe in the orals. I don't like oral cycles. Do an oral cycle. If you just did injectables, try just an oral cycle. For, for six six or seven weeks and see how you do on that. You know, and see how your body works. Because the worst thing you can do in this is being stubborn. You know, the worst thing you can do, not just with steroid use, but in fitness in general, is be stubborn and be like, you know what? It's my way. I've been doing it this way. I'm not going to change the way I am. And a lot of these guys are like that. You know, a lot of these guys are like that on who have, you know, social media pages and stuff. These are, they call themselves, oh, I'm old school. That's not being old school. That's just being stubborn. And that's just being, you know, like a little bitch, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to do do it that way. I'm just going to run. You got guys on social media still recommending to use Letro as their aromatase inhibitor. How do, why do you think that comes up? It's because they, they've been using the same thing yeah. over and over. They've been using Letro for years, right? But they don't understand that there's better aromatase inhibitors that have come out since Letro came out. There's better aromasin is a way better aromatase inhibitor. But because they're stubborn and they refuse to try new things, they get stuck on stupid. And that's just the old school thing. Um, because Letro, you know, it's it's a really powerful AI, but my gosh, it's only to be used in emergency situations. It's not to be used just in a cycle. So you always want to try yeah, aromacin yeah. and aromidex would be your second choice. But aromacin is best. That's a perfect example. Same thing with PCT. I can go, I can... It's not just steroids, it's PCT as well. How many people do we see on the forums? They'll come on and they'll be like, well, I'm tired of running a PCT. It's It sucks. I don't feel good on PCT. Um, I'd rather just stay on steroids. I'm just going to stay on steroids. And they're like in their mid-20s or late 20s. It's like, yeah. it's like, dude, why don't you try something different? Why don't you try a different PCT? If your PCT that you're running makes you feel like shit, try a different PCT. Why? Why do you have to keep doing things the way that you read it or that way you think that is correct to use it. You've got to be flexible. You got to be like, you know what? Let me try something different. Am I using Novadex and it's bothering me? I don't feel good on it. Okay. Then try Clomid next cycle or try lowering your dose of Novadex or try running Clomid and Novadex at a much lower dose and see if running them together at a lower dose is better than running just Clomid or running just Cl uh, uh, Novadex at a moderate or high dose. Run, try running some different supplements with it in the PCT. Run run some support supplements. Run a, a strong testosterone booster in your PCT. See how you do on that. So see how your blood work reacts to that. So you've got to experience. This is why, you know, I'm so um I'm so much about experimenting with different things to do on cycle, post-cycle, between cycles. Even with training, even with diet, trying different things is very important. I'm a, I'm a big advocate of doing that. But at the same time, as my officer said, there are certain things 
that are your bread and butter that you want to stick to. So, uh, yeah, go ahead, Mops. Here. So I'll give you an example, guys. Why don't I talk about science? Right, so guys, sometimes when I'm talking about side effects, I'll say the reason why the steroid was created is the reason why you're getting that particular side effect. And a great example of that would be thickening of blood, increase of blood pressure, and so on and so forth. But when I, let me give you an example where I, I want you to think about why you're thinking of changing. And as a great example, myself and Steve Smith, I probably weigh, right now, sitting here doing this podcast, maybe 100 pounds more than Steve. 100 pounds. Uh, so both of us could do exactly the same cycle, exactly the same milligrams per week, per day, how many injection frequency and so on and so forth. We could do the same training. And yet I've got that 100 pounds more fat, muscle, water, tissue, whatever you want to call it, bones, et cetera, et cetera, on sleeve. So I would expect my results to differ. Uh, and in fact, arguably, if Steve was taking the same amount as I was, uh, there's a po great possibility without allowing for individual variation that he would actually have uh, slightly better results overall than me simply on the basis of that much floating around in, in, in my blood and in my system and everything else being exactly the same. I would expect Steve's results to be slightly better than mine. And I mean slightly because more isn't always better when it comes to anabolics. So here's another example again of why when you ask the question and especially when you're thinking about trying something else, and you get the answer, and quite often, Steve, it's not always the same answer, you know. Some of our, some of our favourite members is trend, trend, trend all the time, and I've never used trend, and it's not even necessarily one of your favourite ones. Great results, but you hated how you felt on it. Um, sometimes the person that's giving you the answer differs from you enough physically and enough in what their end game target is that their reason for using and recommending and the dosage and the frequency is so different or should be different enough that you shouldn't really include their answer. Let me use another analogy for a second here. So back when we all first started training, as a good example myself, might be Arnold Schwarzenegger would be the man, and therefore I want to look like Arnold, I want to have Arnold's success, I want Arnold's thing in the movies, and so on and so forth. So you find out, which we can still do now, me and Steve have done podcasts on it, what we think Arnold did to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. The reality is if they don't have Arnold's genetics, his physique, his look, his drive, then the reality of me playing Terminator in a movie and looking amazing while I do it is extremely slim, probably to, slim to nothing, Steve. So I want the person that's giving me the answer and the recommendation to be in regard to my physique, my experience, the anabolics I've tried. And a great example of this again, Steve, is sometimes a person asks you for an alternate, and if they've had several cycles under their belt, the alternate might be something that they've already tried. It's literally they're just asking people for a difference of opinion. And, I'm, I'm, and it might even just be my personality type, Steve. I'm not the kind of person that goes on a forum, and I've actually seen this on a bodybuilding forum, asking about which trousers to wear uh, on a Saturday night, guys, which which trousers do you think are nicer to wear? And sometimes that's what you're getting. You're getting a person that says, I want the opinion of other people before I try something. And it's literally that's the only reason that they're asking. What is the difference of opinion from their own? 
Whereas we do these podcasts, we have articles, and of course, there's multiple threads on forums for people asking these questions, and you should work it out what is best for me from the information that's available. A great example of this would be when, when Steve and I do podcasts, and when we ask on a forum, you're getting a five-minute a, a soundbite from us. Whereas, for example, if you was to contact Steve me for a consult, you'd get he would want to know as much as he possibly could about you to give you the best possible answer. Same as if I was coaching you in the gym for training. The more we know about you, the better educated an answer we can give you. So when you come onto a forum, sometimes when you're asking about changing stuff, in my opinion, for the sake of changing it, you're getting sound bites, little snippets of information from everybody that's replying because you're not getting paragraphs of information. We've not worked with you. We don't. We we need to know as much as possible about you to give the best possible re reply. And if it's literally a case of change it for the sake of changing it, I don't think necessarily that we're giving you the best possible reply. If I find, for example, that we could have tweaked the dosage or the frequency or even kept everything exactly the same but changed your training, changed your diet, sometimes that's what we need to do. It's sometimes it's not as straightforward as shall I try something else? Because that's the, literally the only question you've asked us. We know nothing. You might be 25. You might be 40. You might have done one cycle. You might have done multiple cycles. You might have tried every steroid there is out there, and you're asking for something that's new. You might be. You might have tried one lab for 10 years, and then suddenly you change a lab and get different results. So the more information you give us, and the better the question, the better and more realistic a reply we can give you. Don't you think that's the case, Steve? Yeah, definitely. And on that, on that end, um, you know, it's really good to do a log. That's why it's really good to do a log. This way we can kind of see your progress. And that, that really is helpful because we can adjust things as you go. And that really, really helps. We can, that's, that kind of goes to my point. You know, let's say you're on a cycle for 12 weeks, six weeks in, things are happening that you don't expect and you can adjust things. Maybe you need to raise your aromatase inhibitor maybe you need to lower it maybe you need to adjust your support supplements maybe you need to adjust your training you could say oh i'm getting a lot of inflammation in my elbows i'm on winstrol well maybe you should drop the winstrol if that's the case yep. or maybe you should up your joint support another thing too about trend i was going to talk about that if you're running the same steroids over and over let's say you run trend you love trend you decide to run it over and over i actually made that mistake i ran trend for like two straight years different cycles. I'd cycle on eight weeks, cycle off, you know, 16 weeks or whatever, then go back on for eight weeks and then come out for 16 weeks. So I would cycle trend on and off for two years. I did like maybe three or four trend cycles. And over the course of the time, my cholesterol took a beating, inflammation in my body took a beating. I became more uh, prone to injuries. I started getting a lot of injuries, a lot of uh, uh, chronic injuries. And, and I ended up, you know, having a major injury to my shoulder because trend may be so damn strong using it for two years. So that's another good reason why I say don't use the same steroid over and over and over, because even if you like that steroid, you still should not. I always tell people with trend, you run trend. That's good. Take at least a year, year and a half off from trend. Don't run it over and over and over and don't run it as the base of your cycle because it's going to lead to problems like that. You got to remember, we're very fragile creatures. I mean, if you're out in the middle of, of the African Sahari and and there are things that are going to stomp on you, you know, you got hippos, you got crocodiles, 
You got lions, you got hyenas, you got elephants that can just step on you and crush you in two seconds. We're very fragile. So if you go in the gym and you're like me and you're throwing around rates like a gorilla in the gym and you're on trend on top of it, you're going to get injured. That's just a fact. And it's going to happen eventually. Even if you can get away with it, it's going to eventually happen as you get older. So it's very important to, to not run some of these steroids, especially over and over and over again for that reason. So that would be a reason to, to not do it. So Mobster, um, give us your final thoughts. I think it was a really good show. We would love to hear what you guys yeah. have to say on this topic. Tell us your experiences uh, when you've run the same steroid over and over. Tell us your experiences when you, you've changed steroids and done a, a mixture of things. And yeah, Mobster, give your final thoughts. So there's a lovely saying that you've all probably heard before, guys, which is if you if something hasn't worked and you keep on doing the same thing again and again and again, expecting something to be different, then you're kind of almost foolish in that particular way. So there's a great argument to be made then. If you're doing the same thing and it's not working, then you definitely need to change it. But again, like I say, guys, there is a there are thousands of years worth of experience for you to rely on, especially when you come onto the forum. If you get if you ask this question on the forum, you're probably going to get 20 guys, 30 guys. And if you look, you'll see it's had thousands of views sometimes. So that's how many other people are benefiting from the 20 guys experience that replied your question and because you've asked it and they were thinking of asking it. And then such how many people have come to look and see that question and learn from that experience. So this is exactly why Steve says, we want you to come on the forum. We want your input. We want to see you what you think in, in the comments. And, you know, whether you need to change. Like I said, for me, if something's working and what my, my target is the same, then I will continue to do that until my target changes or it stops working. And there is a great example with steroids sometimes, and we know this is especially true, Steve, first cycle is always the best cycle, the second, the third, and the fourth, even if it was exactly the same, you will not get the same results. So there's a great argument there to be made for changing to try and keep close to that kind of level of results and that might just be up in the dosage. It might be trying other steroids in that example. So there you go, guys. Definitely give us your feedback on that. We're very, very interested on this one. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.